voice, right? Just voice, very just casual. Voice, easy. Yeah, so we're uh, excited to be able to talk to you. And, Thank you, man. And hear it's good your to message. be here. Yeah, thanks. This is Mark and yeah. Michelle Sherwood, mm-hmm. uh, two doctors. Yeah. Here uh, spoke yesterday, Mark. Did you both get to speak yesterday? Just me yesterday. Just Mark. Yeah. Okay. It's so Mark hard spoke to share yesterday. Like with, uh, That's true. That much time, yeah. <laughs> You could have, you could have given her half your time, man. Oh my no, gosh, she gets all my time. She's my queen. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> so um, we we're talking just a briefly about kind of why you're here and what you've been uh, what you what you've been working on, um, your doctors. So obviously we're going to be talking here about COVID a little bit, but uh, just wanted to let you kind of tell our audience um, what you've been doing, what you found, and uh, you know maybe reveal some some truth here well our our mission in the clinic is to lead people down a pathway of true healing physically emotionally intellectually and spiritually and we do that with two main purposes at heart one is to eradicate the use of all yes it's at all unnecessary medications so to reevaluate what's in the medicine cabinet at home and is this really necessary two is to eradicate and exonerate all self-imposed chronic sickness and disease. Mm. Most chronic sickness and disease is caused by the person looking back at themselves in the mirror. And we really need to wake up and take action for our own health. There's no pill for an ill. It's not a Band-Aid for each ill. So we have uh, developed a seven-pillar process to walk people down a foundational pathway of healing physically, emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually. And that means an individual has to have skin in the game. So how we've really begun to treat this thing called COVID is our patient base, people are foundationally well to begin with. So therefore, even if they contract this virus, they don't get critically sick. They might get a sniffle. They might lose their taste or smell for a day or two. And of course, we have foundational protocols that we use. And they're all nutraceutical in nature before we move to any kind of pharmaceutical, which is a drug. Okay, now listen. <laughs> That's now a lot, that right? I know that, I have so many questions. Yeah. So I was a I was a medical patient for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had chronic knee pain. Start when I was nineteen years old. Started going to doctors. Uh, they started doing surgeries. Little scope, scope, scope my knee out. Mm-hmm. Give me pain meds, lower tabs, whatever. Right. And that went on for twenty years. I had six surgeries. And the only thing they had, the only answers they had for me was surgery and, and narcotics. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, those narcotics did what they do and they took over and I was dependent on them for several years. Thank God, uh, I was able to get off those and, uh, and I've never touched them again. But the reason I got off of them was because I was introduced to natural medicine. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, at that point was desperate and I, I jumped on board and I started taking a natural supplement. And within 45 days, my knee pain was gone. Mm-hmm. It's never come back. I healed myself with, with nature. And so I'm, I, this resonates with me yeah. um, because I became very passionate and actually got involved and, and made a career out of it, uh, selling natural medicine and helping people find natural solutions. And, and I loved it. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that ended in the divorce. But um, Okay, so now you know my little story. Yes, this isn't about me, but I'm just telling you that so that you know yeah. uh, that, that this means a lot to me. Um, and I, I take it very personal. And mm-hmm. um, the, the problem we have, because I've asked many doctors, is, hey, do you got anything natural? that you can? And they look dumbfounded. And I know your, your hands are tied because there isn't, it's not standard practice to go natural. It's standard practice to give prescriptions, right? So how do you combat that and, and, and with your practice? Yeah. And um, how's it going? And 
Well, certainly um, we look at things differently. We're not involved in any system. We're not bound by any sort of um, protocols that are directed to us. We make our own decisions as God directs us. Good. Uh, so he's the center of our lives and the center of our practice. He is the great physician. He's our CEO, and he'll Absolutely. stay that way. Um, with that said, we look at this standard of care or standard of medical care, as you even referred to. That's only been around about 100 years. That's it. When Carnegie and Rockefeller kind of moneyfied all of this back in the early 1900s, it made people like us be quacks. But I would tell you this clearly that that when you look at this, what we've been doing from a natural standpoint has been around for thousands of years. So who's practicing and who's doing it? We're doing it. The other side is still practicing. And when all you have is a hammer in your hand as a potential modality, everything looks like a nail. We have both. We have all. And because of that, we have a whole toolbox full of remedies that people can actually avail themselves to and get well, which is amazing. And so that's why with this COVID thing, and just as an example, it hasn't been lethal. It was never our thought. We never wore a mask and did all that mess. It didn't make any sense. It still doesn't make sense. What is lethal is called fear. The pandemic is about fear. When you broadcast fear, it decapitates the immune system. And we began to become less than resilient to life. And fear can control people. And that's what we're seeing happening right now. So we've changed our whole perspective of that. I don't believe that pharmaceutical drugs should be first-line therapy anytime. To me, that's just contrary to God's Word when, as we look at it. Um, God put medicine in food. Imagine that. And even Hippocrates, who's said to be the father of modern medicine, which I would highly doubt at this point, he said, let food be thy medicine. If he's still the father of it, then why aren't those that practice the allopathic medicine prescribing food first? They go against their own oath. It's contrary to what they say. God is not the author of confusion. He's the author of consistency, predictability, and faith. And to your point earlier with your knee injuries and all that stuff with pain, I can see the point of Lortab for three or four days that there were a story. Post-surgery, right? Post-surgery. They were great. I was like, thank you. But to continue to prescribe that and getting people believing that there's that's the answer clearly erroneous yes and and that programming changes me into believing that i will never get better again and i was and i felt that yeah 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 and i think as you you went through that you would be um like a lot of people out there that got stuck in a belief system Mm -hmm. that needs to be changed and it needs to be changed yesterday and part of the the discomfort of today and what we're dealing with right now is is we're seeing a, a change that's needed because what we've been doing is not working and change is hard mm-hmm. it creates a new box that we haven't been used to living in and so when you start getting that discomfort around you it is uncomfortable um we talk about lifestyle you know in other words telling people to quit eating garbage the standard american diets kill more people than any virus ever could 
I mean, you could look at all these fast food restaurants, and they all should close. Right. Where's the but, national emergency on obesity? Oh, obesity, as I shared yesterday, is the fastest growing non-communicable disease in the world. Did you know that? I did not. Why in the, you know what, are we not talking about that? And why are we just accepting that as okay? I mean, we've looked at this, right, sweetheart, and just like, this has got to go, like yesterday. Well, we, we just aren't addressing that. And the people with the biggest comorbidities are the ones that are being hit the hardest. And just because a person looks good on the outside doesn't mean it's nice and clean and shiny on the inside. And we don't want to face that we are the cause of our own demise mm. the majority of the time. Yes, genes are there. Genetics are there. But the genes are the loaded gun. And it's the environment that actually pulls the trigger. So we have the control with what we do, with what we call fork curls, what's at the end of our fork, mm -hmm. to make good, healthy medical decisions every single day. Some of us make those decisions three times a day. We eat three meals and two snacks. That's the most important medical decision that you're making every single day. So if we're not m being mindful of how we're taking care of this thing that we live in the temple, of course we're going to step into an inflammatory process. The body becomes inflamed, and then it it's in pain, and it hurts. And then if there's an injury or a virus, it's accelerated. The system is spinning out of control. So we have to take our own health in our own hands and become educated to understand and have a relationship with this thing we call food, this thing we call health. We have to eat right. We have to exercise. We have to move the system so we can get good blood, oxygen, and nutrients to our tissues so that they can heal. We were born with a mighty immune system. What are we thinking? That we need a pill, that we need, you know, vaccines. Yes, certain vaccinations are important. We're not anti-vaccine at all. Don't get us wrong. But we do need to take ownership over our own health and make better decisions as individuals, as families, as communities, and then as a nation. I'd love to hear some, uh, not stats, but what, what your success rate. Um, your patients come in, they see you, and uh, you start telling these things. Uh, that obviously, is going to take a little bit of self-discipline. Popping a pill doesn't take any discipline. Right. You well, know, so, yeah. I but, mean, our, our success rates are 100%, 100% of the time yeah. if a person yes. does the work. Right. And in order to heal, a person has to be in a state of readiness to take action. If there's no action, it's just like the church. You can pray for the healing of type 2 diabetes all day long. But if you don't change what's at the end of the fork, there's not going to be the miracle that you're expecting come about. So that's where that change has, has to happen in the person that comes in the door. The state of readiness has to be there for them to say, okay, I surrender. I'm ready. I'm willing. Not only willing, I'm able, and I'm going to do the work. Yeah, I think maybe all of us probably had faced that decision at some point in our yeah. lives where it's like, man, i got to make some changes or I'm just going to be stuck here, and then it's time to get to work. You know, we got to well, discipline ourselves. Didn't Einstein say it best when he said we continue to do the same things over and over again, expecting a different result, yeah. the definition of insanity. That's right. And from our perspective, it's not unusual. I mean, there's... There's a few disease processes that we would consider the diseases of modern-day society, or let's even classify them the, the diseases of the affluent. Let's say it like that. 
Um, those would be things like heart disease, cancers, type 2 diabetes, autoimmune, Alzheimer's dementia, maybe osteoporosis. Most of these, can you imagine, most of those could go away, like almost all of them with lifestyle? Because all of them right now are treated with medicines. And how's that working for us? You look at the last 50, 60 years, it's been an utter failure. America has the worst health in the, in the whole world. We spend more on a fictitious health care system that doesn't exist. There is no such thing as health care. It's misnamed. It should be sick care. Right? And we have the worst health. If I'm running an organization and somebody's in charge of that organization, and it's been failing and losing me money for 50 years, mm-hmm. they'd have been gone 49 years and six months ago. So the centers of disease out of control and lack of prevention and the food and drug demonic marriage, those things are terrible for our world. They need to be dismantled and certainly distrusted right now because they're not doing anything healthy for us. And people, I'm asking people to step up and realize that. Don't be naive. Naivety breeds stupidity. We are getting involved in this right now because it's, it's ridiculous. Now, when people come to us, we start talking about this. As my wife said, they get better every single time. We have a whole uh, clear vase that's probably three feet tall and probably 12 inches across in diameter. And it's a big vase full of empty pill bottles. It sits right there in the lobby, and people come in. What's that? Well, it's people's medication bottles. They don't need it anymore because the majority of these medications are just like your situation, are just given for no real reason. Well, or they may, you know, life gets stressful. We get tension, hypertension. We become hypertensive and end up on blood pressure medications. You know, people have uh, things that happen in their life, and they eat. They overeat. Uh, They become addicted. They develop an addiction to food. That food drives uh, the process of pill delivery for diabetes, high blood pressure, depression, insomnia, and the list goes on. And it's harder to break an addiction to food than it is to break an addiction from crack cocaine. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Is because we have to eat every day. We have to eat every day to survive. So we have to learn to have a better relationship with food. And that's um, for every single solitary event that we're at or in or engaged in, every uh, funeral that we have, every injury that we have, it's all, you know, we soothe with food. Mm -hmm. And you look at this as... uh even parents out there and maybe grandparents listening, when we think it's funny to, quote, spoil, end quote, our kids or grandkids and giving them literal garbage to mend our wounds, to celebrate victories, all we're doing is training them when these emotions become, they get bigger and better and bolder as we age. Same emotions. But the emotions carry with them the remedy of the the memory of how we dealt with it. And that's why people today, when they get down, they fall into this trap of comfort food. Mm-hmm. Comfort food is typically processed food that actually makes things worse. And so there's no comfort in that. It's a cycle that we've got to break. When people get depressed or down, they don't grab a 
uh, a bowl uh, of broccoli. No, <laughs> no broccoli comfort. No, they don't do Go that. Go for a jog. No, <laughs> they don't. But they should. Bonbons and Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go for a walk. Comfort get outside. Food. Get some sun. Yeah. That's what you should be doing. Right. So this is fascinating, and I love what you guys are doing. I'm a personal huge fan already. Um, my life has changed over the last 10 years since I um, eliminated West, Western medicine for the most part from my life and turned Eastern. I haven't, I haven't seen a doctor. I probably no. need to go see one for this little thing here. I've had it removed before. I, I keep putting frankincense oil yeah. on it. It's a basal cell, I think. Anyway, uh, I have a hard time even taking ibuprofen yeah. anymore. I take, I take a natural uh, essential oil, and that helps with my uh, inflammation and and, you know, seeing, going to the doctors with my children, things like that, you know, I have a newborn infant and he wants to put her on, I can't remember what it was, progesterone or something. I go, you got anything uh, natural? And he had no idea. So, uh, so you're preaching to the choir here. I'll tell you <laughs> that's that. That's good. That's good. Uh, but I did want to talk a little bit about COVID because that's the hot topic, yeah. obviously. Um, I had COVID. It's not fun. Um, Tell me about your, your research into COVID, your experiments uh, uh, with your patient. I don't know if it's an experiment, but, you, you know, your practice with your patients and the success rate there and how that's going. Oh, so with COVID, um, back in March of 2020, I think it was not disputed at that point that young people and healthy people weren't dying. Right. We, we know that. Mm-hmm. And so our approach was, well, Let's think about this. Let's try to figure out how we can make the system more youthful, maybe more athletic. And so we just put our heads together and we started thinking, okay, what are the, what drives the immune system? What makes it work? Uh, we believe God made it perfect, but what what is making it not perfect? We found that lifestyle was there, of course. We found certain nutrients that were deficient all the time. Um, and we just started putting those on to people over and over and over again. Did people get sick with COVID? Yeah. Have I been through it? Yeah, what fun. But not one time did I ever let myself go to the place, well, I'm going to go to the hospital. It didn't ever cross my mind. And we taught people over time to have faith instead of fear, to believe that it wasn't lethal, to believe that they were youthful in their immune function, athletic in their immune function. And that was our process. And we didn't really know the outcome. We just knew that what we believed, it, it felt right. We had a piece about it. We've got a COVID protocol. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's still on our website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if people want to go to our COVID protocol, it's it's clear. I mean, it's Sherwood.tv forward slash protect. And we've given it away to people as far as the, the not a secret anymore. We've used things like zinc, um, some C, some omega-3, some vitamin D. We've used... Um, uh, like colostrum, like immunoglobulin treatment, which has been amazing, and some phytonutrients that contained uh, rock sprout powder, which contains a chemical called sulforaphane, which actually sort of hinders viral replication and even viral entry. So with all those six things I just talked about that people can get, um, they got better, and they stayed better. And we even use a little melatonin. Melatonin is an antioxidant. It aids good deep sleep. There have been studies that have been put out that it does help prevent COVID. Wow. Along with, hmm. you know, vitamin D. There are studies that have been put out that people that have optimal levels of vitamin D 
have a much less uh, likelihood of going to the hospital, being admitted to the hospital. These are all just foundational things that we do for the immune system that we forget about. We reach for a pill for an ill instead of supporting foundational health. And our cells are dependent upon nutrients to survive and thrive and fight illness. Let's talk about the power of the mind here for a second, yeah. because you guys, have, you've both mentioned it. I think that, um, you know, our we can actually, I believe, and I've been doing a lot of uh, experimenting and research in the last few months, especially on meditation and, um, and the power of my mind in solving issues with my body. Um, and it's working. <laughs> uh when you talk to your patients, I mean, that's a hard one, right? I am healthy. I am this, mm -hmm. you know, because we're always telling ourselves these negative thoughts, negative thoughts, negative thoughts create negative things in our body physically, right? And so now we're ill because we talk negatively. So do you guys in integrate that into <laughs> yeah. your, uh, through your that practice? Is. Yeah, we, we do is, something yes. kind of unique with every single patient. We call it positive word speak. Mm. Um, usually we interpret their genetics we do 80 actionable genes that help us lead them down a pathway of healing and when we close the genetic summary for them we always have them read out loud something that we've formulated for them based on positive word speak and it is very interesting how a lot of times somebody will come to tears when they are reading through that positive mm. word speak so pain disease it's not always what you eat but it's what's eating you and we speak negatively over ourselves think negatively over ourselves and just like poor food lack of exercise too much exercise too many medications lack of supplementation lack of right nutrients can cause genetic disease so can how we think about ourselves or how we speak things into existence it all affects the genome and just to add to that, um, to your question, it's not hard for us because we do it with every single person. That's what we do. We, we deal with the physical, emotional, spiritual side of every single person. I don't allow them to come in and even start phrasing things like, I have type 2 diabetes. I'm stopped. No, you don't. You live a life conducive with healthy blood sugar. And I make them say that out loud. They're not going to come in and own something that's a negative in their lives. Um, further... I don't want them to come in and ask me the question, what's wrong with me? That whole thing is messed up. What's right with me? What is right? Yeah. And if we focus on what's right, what's wrong becomes minimal. What's wrong is a distraction. That's why COVID today is a distraction. It's nothing more than a distraction to get us off course. We've lost our mindset, just like you stated, to believe that we can live in faith and hope and peace to believe that God is still in charge of our lives. We've got way away from that. And this is nothing more than a distraction to get us away from the very core thing that you just talked about. Mm. Would it be too controversial to talk about psilocybin? And have you guys done any research into that? I know that the F I've heard that the FDA is actually looking at that for um, schizophrenia, mm -hmm. anxiety, depression, things like that. And they're seeing amazing results with like one treatment or microdosing or anything like that. Any experience with that? Any thoughts on we that? With, like my wife said, when you talk about the um, genetics, so we've seen a lot of people with an area in the genetics called methylation. So when we don't methylate appropriately, and basically it's, um, it's uh, uh, 
carbon and hydrogen bonded together that are stuck on your genome. And we don't create these methyl groups appropriately. We don't get enough dopamine and serotonin made, which leads to these conditions you just talked about, mental disorders. So typically, it is actually a shortage of vitamins and minerals like B vitamins and even magnesium that drive these things. And so when we see the genetics, like my wife talked about, we're able to kind of come behind that and address those. Now, we're not, you know, anti-medications, et cetera, but we don't want to have that as a, as a cure-all because what are the underlying conditions as to why it's occurring? Mm. I don't necessarily – there's mental illness out there. There is. But as a general rule, it should be very, 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 very rare to see that. But now we've got everybody's labeled with something wrong with them mentally at this point. You know, it's it's crazy. It's become a dump box, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? And somebody's going to give you a diagnosis, right? So, I mean, it's a long way around to say that we found good success in understanding the underlying causes uh, upstream of why things occur. Okay. You want to add to that on the psilocybin no, question? Okay. okay. What uh, I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time. Yeah. And I could sit and talk to you two for hours <laughs> because I love this stuff and I'm yeah. passionate about it. And I'm proud of the fact that 10 years ago, my ex-wife and I decided to, to stop and to turn to natural solutions for our children and ourselves first. And I will testify personally that it works, yep. uh, that my children don't go to doctors. We are healthier. Uh, and I also will testify on the power of the mind because I've done some work on that myself and I've, and I've healed myself. Yes, sir. Um, and it's been life changing and awesome. So thank you for the work you're doing. I think it's God's work too. Uh, I appreciate you. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, you want to give a little plug on your <laughs> website, yeah. uh, and things like that. And, and what, what, and what do you think you can offer to just the average listener out across the country? You know, man? well, certainly, uh, people can reach us at Sherwood.tv. And they can go there right now, and there's a free ebook they can get to find out more what we do. But on that site, there's all kinds of things that we do and who we are and our background, et cetera, that's there. But we can treat or help people really all around the country at this point. So it's not awesome. hard. So if they're out there, go to Sherwood.tv, and we'd love to help you. Awesome. Mark, Michelle, Sherwood, thank you guys so much. Welcome. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Appreciate the work you're doing, definitely. Yes, sir. Keep it up. Be we'll blessed. Do. Thank you.